Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harshberger, President of Measurable Results, LLC, and martinharshberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, go to www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this uh, episode of Manufacturing Supply Chain CEOs. I'm here this morning with Gary Gazanov, CEO of Real Defense in Los Angeles. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for having me. And a little trouble with the name. I apologize for that. Well, tell me what Real Defense is about. Sure. Real Defense is a holding company. We're focused on acquiring uh, companies that are in consumer privacy and security space in North America and Western Europe. So you, you're actually doing a roll-up of, of companies like that? Is that, is that the... Absolutely. Yeah. We're focused on small, uh, underperforming companies that are divestitures of larger companies. Oh, okay. I get it. So what's your primary business? I, did, I looked at your site and I was a little bit uh, confused. So you, you, do you sell software? Do you design it? Tell me a little bit more about that. All of the above. So we sell, license, and develop our applications. Our primary product is IOLO System Mechanic. It's an eight-time winner of PC Magazine uh, Award. And it's a, a, a consumer privacy and security and optimization suite. It's sold in 20,000 retail locations globally. It's also sold through partners like Dell, Lenovo, and we license our technology to various different partners around the world, including some of the biggest antivirus companies that you've heard of. That's interesting. So um, what, what's your market? What do you, what's your primary, who do you sell to? Well, we sell to consumers. We are consumer focused and we license to other companies who sell to consumers. So we're B2B to C and B2C. Okay, so so your your B two B piece is, is companies or dealers that you you sell to that sell to consumers, right? Well, there are software companies, um, uh, like for instance, Norton is a perfect example of someone who would license our technology and sell to their own customer base. So, what's unique about your product? There's a lot of lot of defense out there. That's, what's what's unique about it? Sure. So we have a proprietary uh, proprietary technology stack that's uh, that's focused more around optimization of your device. So we make your device run faster by optimizing certain areas of your device. That's one of the areas of our uh, uh, technology stack that's unique. Um, we we also have an antivirus. We have identity protection. We have anti-beacon technology. The technology allows you not to be tracked when you don't want to be tracked, and allows you to select how you want to be tracked. And so um, that's that's our uh, desktop application. We also have mobile applications that allow you to manage your passwords, for example, or access the internet through VPN. And we have a technology uh, support product or service that allows you to have support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for any technology issue. So anything that's connected to your device, we support. Okay, I got you. So what's your differentiator in your market? Well, we're the top, we're the leader in our space. So in the computer optimization category, we're the number one company. If you look around and look at all the comparisons. I use a, I have a Mac. Uh, a so is yours Windows okay. based? Not, 
Windows yeah. based. We're not Mac. I have Mac. I use Mac a, I have a, a application called Clean My Mac, which I think does the yeah. same thing. It optimizes and, and that kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, it's a great product. Yeah, okay, great product. So it's, it's very similar. That's right, just for Windows. Okay, yes. I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, where are you currently with your business? With the last two years, I mean, what, what's that? Has it had an impact on your business, your market? If anything, I think well, would be positive. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and 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 uh, and to the to the extent that consumers are still working from home, and yeah. you know that's not changing anytime soon. And if it does change, it doesn't really impact us. You still need productivity. We are a productivity company at the end. We're not just a security and privacy company and optimization company. We're a productivity company at the net in terms of we allow you to make to keep your device going, and so uh, and that includes everything that touches it. So. As long as people use computers and mobile devices and use software to develop applications or to access the internet or to conduct business, we, we're going to have to be in business. So, yeah, I get it. That's what I thought with, with the work at home thing. It should have really impacted you positively the last few years. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, got a, it's got a significant impact on us in a positive Good. way. I always ask, what's your three biggest problems? And typically, I work with manufacturing companies, and it's it's labor, it's it's freight, it's uh, supply chain. What about you? You're kind of outside the realm of that, since yeah. you do your own development. What are your three biggest issues in your market? We we have challenges, like like just like everybody else, we have our own challenges. One of the challenges is finding um, people to to help us grow our business. So people who understand our industry, understand our uh, our technology, understand how to how to integrate. Uh, themselves into our organization. Those are very; those people are hard to find. Um, we're also small, so we're not we're not competing in terms of compensation, like someone like McAfee, for example. And so um, that's one challenge. The other challenge is um, um, growth challenges. So as we're growing, we're changing our supply chain. So anything that touches it, uh, payment processing, billing. Um, uh, you know, CRM, any technologies that we use in, 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 the, in the back of the organization, they have to be scaled and some are not scalable. So I have to migrate to a new new platform. So that's challenging. Um, and um, I would say the other one is probably uh, marketing and customer acquisition costs. They continue to go up. And uh, as we increase our marketing spend, our cost per acquisition goes up. So we have to optimize our lifetime value and average order value. And so those are very challenging um, uh, tactical sort of, you know, strategic uh, directives that you constantly have to manage and optimize and, you know, they can absorb a lot of your resources. And so those are the top three. How do you take your product to market? And when you talk about your marketing cost, what's, what's your strategy for market? I mean, is it digital marketing? Is it, do you have sales reps or how do you do that? Or all about all, all of the above. So we have uh, a percentage of our sales comes from direct response advertising where we pay for clicks or, uh, impressions or views or, or leads. Um, we also have, like I mentioned earlier, licensing. We have a, a whole BD team that's focused on licensing our technology. And since uh, we're, like I said, one of the top few companies in the space in the, in the category that we're in, uh, we get a lot of inbound requests. So a lot of companies around the world license our tech. Uh, we're, uh, we have licensing relationships in, in Europe, in North America, in Japan, and Asia uh, regions. Uh, and then we have retail. We're in 20,000 retail locations. So Best Buy to uh, Office Depot, Office Max, you'll see our boxes on the shelves. And uh, we, um, uh, 
um, have reseller relationships. And so these are small to medium-sized companies who resell a product. But we also have large resellers like Yahoo is one of our big partners. And if you go to yahoo.com, you'll see our product prominently marketed on their website. Well, those licensing agreements, I mean, the marketing after the sale, it really falls to the to the uh, licensee, right? So you don't have those costs. Uh, and ought to, overall, ought to impact your right. marketing costs in a positive way. Seem to me more licensing could do the less of the more the better it is for you. Absolutely, if we can if we can just rely entirely on licensing and yeah. uh, business development, we would be a much much wealthier company. But yep. the it's not not to say that we don't want to do direct response. Direct response is also very profitable for us, and it's also growing. So it's not like we won't want to do it if we were even more successful with business development relationships or licensing relationships. We want to do it all. And there's, the opportunities are, are huge, and particularly now. And so um, we try to balance our organization where we have an equal a share of business coming from different areas so that we're uh, not heavily weighted in a particular area where the risk may be significant. So, Got it. Yeah. One of the things that ask anybody in the technology business, uh, the, the concern obviously is product obsolescence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you've got to constantly be changing your product with the changes in not only uh, software, but hardware too, if you're optimizing the machines and so on, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what kind of staff, <clears throat> excuse me, I lost my voice. What kind of staff do you have for that? Do you have a, uh, a staff in California? Are they remote or what? It, how do you work that? Sure. So our engineers are in Pasadena. We're right next to Caltech. We have PhDs and we have very highly skilled uh, engineers who work in our product. Most of our companies engineers. Uh, we have very few marketing people. And uh, yes, it's, they're challenging. They're hard to find because it's a special area and, um, you know, we, we also we're very thorough in our development process. And so we have to find people that understand our, our, our um, um, you know, go, go to market strategy, understand our product positioning, understand, you know, how our technology stack uh, is, is built, uh, you know, and, and how it compares to, to the rest of the um, competition out there. Uh, most of our engineers come from the big antivirus companies like McAfee, Norton, Avast, ABG, um, Bitdefender, they're all former people from those companies. Or in, and in this, this area is also very, um, uh, very small. In other words, people just go from one you know, company to another. There, there's yeah. really, it's really hard to find people who haven't had um, at least work that's one of the big companies, you know, that, that we would hire. So, uh, it, you know, we, we've been um, sort of lucky at getting the people that we have. We have a really smart team and, and very proud of their developments and, and uh, achievements. So you, you answered a question I was going to ask you. <laughs> and that is, you said you're a smaller company. I would think that would give you an advantage over larger companies when you're trying to track, trying to track employees. But obviously it has because that's where you're bringing them in. Uh, to me, a, a, a bright employee has a has a more of a chance to impact a smaller company than a being a cog in a machine in a larger company. So I think that would be an attraction benefit for you, and, and also an impact on uh, you know results of their work. And so if you're in a big company and you do something, the likelihood of you having an impact is low. Uh, if there's a thousand employees or two thousand right. employees, right. so you lose yeah. the incentive. You lose incentive, and, and as you get more sort of senior in your 
uh, uh, tenure, you you want to have more impact. And so we, we tend to get those folks, you know, the ones that are, have been around the block, understand, you know, all the, all the sort of trials and tribulations of building these types of products and come to us with very, ex- lots of experience that they can bring to market quickly. And so we're very happy to have those folks on our team. Um, and, and, and that's why the product is where it's at. Yeah, great. Uh, tech's never changed. I, my background way back before I started, I had a logistics company before that was in hardware, uh, mainframe computer, but you did the same thing. You cycle through various companies. So you're bringing, you're bringing that experience with you and that's what you don't look for. Yeah. Yeah. We what just, we just, we just, we just gave someone a, a, a small party that was been with the company for 20 years. And 20 so years. Awesome. 20 years. We have developers that have been with us for 10 years, 15 years. So, so turnover is not an issue. It's just getting them in. No, right? you're just bringing them in. Yeah. That's, that speaks highly of the company because typically oh, you, have, you have a dog in the background and relieved because I got one on my desk sleeping. I'm waiting. So I hope she doesn't wake up. Nah. <laughs> so here's just barking. I'm really in trouble. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've got a couple of them here. Um, where do you think your industry is going in the next three or four years? Well, during pandemic, uh, there's been an interesting shift in device um, utility and adoption. So about 20, 30% more computers were sold. And this is a stagnant declining space. So if you look at sales of, let's say, new desktops, new laptops over the past 10 years, they've been declining or flat. And the reason is not because people are using them, it's because they're just good and they don't need to be replaced. And so if yeah. you bought a computer laptop five years ago, it's pretty good. And the new one isn't that much better. So why, why replace it? But during pandemic, all these people who used to rely on their high-powered devices at work went home. And so at home, they don't have the camera, the right camera. They don't have the lighting. They don't have the right processor speed. They don't have the right screen size. So they went out and bought a bunch of devices. And that increased computer purchasing by 20 to 30% in the past two years. That's oh, never happened. History, yeah. So if you look at data from NPD and a bunch of other uh, uh, groups that track this, you'll see it across the board. And, and it's it's adoption of everything from IoT devices to cameras and anything, any peripheral that's connected to your home network. That's part of the, the growth. The other one is DIY environment. So people are buying home alarm systems, connecting them to their computers, doing them, them installing them themselves. You've got VPN utility on a high rate. People concerned about the privacy and privacy is a very wide spectrum. You've got mobile device privacy, cloud security, you got desktops and you know all kinds of uh, concerns that are out there. And then you've got work from home. People are actually de- making money, going to school, going to you know religious services, all done in the luxury of, you know, of being at home. And so that's driving you know, need for more cybersecurity, more optimization, technical support, and we don't see a slowdown in this. We're, we're, it's not like there's some kind of a trend and a phase of some sort. This is a this is here to stay. It's like electric cars or or you know solar power. These are all fundamental shifts in the in the environment that we live in, and and we're part of it and have been part of it for a long time. And now it's going to become even a bigger part what we do so you raise an interesting point about the the longevity of the machines you're exactly right when they first came out it was every year or two there was there was incremental jumps yeah i'm I'm running on an imac right now i've had for six years and it's fine i mean i I have no need to change it that's a great point but also the the at-home environment is like a enterprise environment 
You know, 10 years ago, you had three, four devices connected to your to the internet. Today, the average consumer has nine to 10 devices connected to the internet. That's that's just an average consumer. And then you got the spectrums of that going to 20, 30 devices where you have alarm systems, mobile, iPads, phones, televisions, right? Yeah. Who's managing all that, right? It's someone's managing it at the household. And a lot of times it's individuals, not the head. There's no IT department in your house. Right. So you have to go to someone and ask them, what's going on? Why is the Internet down or parental controls? Who's who's managing that? Right. And so we want to be the IT department for the household. And that includes cybersecurity. That's that's the paradigm. And and it's it's working great. Our customers love it. They don't have to go call Microsoft and Dell and have their issues figured out. They call us and we resolve it for them real time. Interesting. You, uh, one of the questions I always ask, how'd you get started doing what you're doing today? You, you had a kind of a private equity background, didn't you, prior to this? Well, yeah, actually, I've always been a, a CEO of, of, of companies. I've, I've run a bunch of companies, but um, in the recent years, I've got interested in, in creating um, value through leveraged buyouts. And so we partnered up with a, an entity here in, in Los Angeles called Corbell Capital. They're a um, half a billion dollar uh, structured debt fund, and they give us the necessary capital to do acquisitions. And so they're great as partners. They're very smart about leverage buying, uh, buying, and they know how to structure these deals that work for the seller and for the buyer. Um, and and that that's interesting to me because we can grow faster through M and A versus organically. And uh, that's that's the same for big companies, middle market, small companies. M and A works if you know how to do it. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the issues with MA, and I've done some in the background as or my background as well, is rolling nice. the cultures together and, and trying yeah. to trying to assimilate them. How do you how do you deal with that since you're doing a lot of acquisitions? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um we try to buy companies where we are certain that the synergies yeah. and a creative um uh, you know uh, transaction is going to yield a positive outcome. We're very certain of it, but when we're, when we're doing due diligence and when we're targeting these companies. And so we try to optimize the obvious costs that we know that we can, you know, reduce, you know, one billing, take one billing system out, use one um, that, that, that the whole organization can use. Um, if there are, are, are uh, marketing costs that can be, you know, reduced and, or other areas of the business that can be like a rent, like office space, for example, if you don't need the office space, you know, we can reduce it to a smaller, uh, smaller footprint. But um, uh, we're, we, we keep all the people. So we try to keep uh, any company we buy, we want to keep the staff. So we yeah, want to hold sure. on to these folks. Um, so we don't, we, 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 we really optimize the customer file value. So if, if a, a company we're buying has in a certain amount of tech assets and intellectual property, that's awesome, that's great. But if they have a customer file that's de declining in value, it's not being properly monetized, that's our sweet spot. We come in and we increase value of that, of that customer file. So how many, how many of your acquisitions are remote? I mean, that, that prevents, uh, presents a lot of management challenges. Having done it myself, I can, <laughs> I can say, has that changed your job? Um, you know, it hasn't. It it it, it hasn't changed it. I, I think it's just made me wiser about how to structure these deals and how to incentivize people and how to you know keep them engaged. Uh, sometimes when you buy a company, you'll see a a, a a team of people who are have been beat up a little bit because yeah, they've been yeah. you know 
a lot of companies we, we buy are subdivisions of a bigger company. And so they're not getting the attention. And you have to convince them that you will give them attention. You're not a big company who's, you know, who's looking at this as a rounding error on the back of their balance sheet. And we, we don't, you know, that's not how we operate. And so we get uh, the teams excited. We pay them more. We incentivize them financially and we get them, uh, re re-engage them about, you know, about the, the future of the business and how we have an impact on the world. And we do have an impact on the world. We have millions of users of our product, tens of millions of users of our product. We protect, defend, optimize, secure. Um, and it's, you know, it's, think about the environment we live in today. This is a must have service. It's not something yeah. you can choose. You have to have it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to be part of it. Interesting. Is there anything I haven't asked you about your company you want to, you want to talk about? Um, we, we just have a, a couple of products that we just recently launched. One is Iolo VPN. It's our VPN product. It's uh, designed to be used for up to five devices. It's inexpensively priced, uh, affordable. Um, and the other product we just launched is called Iolo Safe Search. It's a uh, search engine that allows you to stay private when you're doing your searches so that you're not retargeted or remarketed to in a way that you don't want to be top marketed and targeted. Yeah. So it's very similar to DuckDuckGo. Um, it's built on a Yahoo platform and it's uh, doing very well. We just launched it last week and we have a lot of, a lot of users already. So it's exciting. Yeah. So how do people get in touch with you? They want to talk to you. Sure. Uh, LinkedIn. Sure, it's LinkedIn is one way. I don't know what is uh, Gary at realdefend.sc, uh, realdefend.sc. It's our it's our corporate site or Iolo Gary at Iolo.com. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate your time today. I enjoyed having you. Yeah, Martin, thanks you. Likewise, uh, look forward to maybe connecting again. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain and would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharsberger.com slash apply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harshberger, uh, or through my website, www.martinharshberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.